Do you sometimes ask yourself, why am I really in this world? Why do I feel so empty, like this void I only get to fix temporarily, but it's always there? I was invaded and hurt, and I don't know how to let it all go. There's so much weight in my heart, how do I let it all out? If any or more of this is you, then I would like to welcome you to my Breath of Hope podcast and assure you that this podcast was created specially for you. My name is Victor Akan and let's get started. Hello, I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Breath of Hope podcast today. And very briefly today we'll be talking about finding fulfillment through purpose. And what this topic is simply trying to say is, uh, trying to explain is, we as human beings, everyone on this earth, we don't want to waste our lives. We want to find fulfillment through the works of our hands or through things we do. We, we are looking for fulfillment basically, right? We are looking to feel that 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 thing in us that wants to achieve something that wants to make us feel like okay we lived our life our lives well right and the way we would typically do this is in pursuit of certain things trying to get certain things to happen maybe help humanity and so on and so forth but before we go further into what we are going to be discussing today let's just do a very quick recap of last week so we can link of what we spoke about last week to what we'll be talking about today so last week we spoke about identity and how we all as human beings we we look to we look to get a consciousness of our self-worth and in the search for self-worth we look to hold on to certain identities right so you basically say okay your we give a couple of examples uh, we gave an example of say doctor um and we spoke about okay how the fact that you know when you hold your identity to something there's a very high chance that you begin to find your worth in this case now being a doctor right and you know we spoke about a whole lot of other stuff right uh but this week what we're basically trying to say is that after you've gotten an identity that you want to be known by in which you find yourself what in you have to understand that the consciousness of your identity is very powerful and the reason why it's powerful is because it basically guides how you act and i will give a couple of instances but first of all let me give an instance within the moral sphere of things have you ever been in a situation whereby you asked yourself somebody told you to do something and then you, your response was, oh, I can't do this. The person says, why? And you say, it is bad. It's a sin or something like that. It's not right. And have you also been in a situation whereby someone asks you, do this thing? And you said, no. And the person says, why? You said, it's not who I am. Right? Let me ask you a question. If you had, if you, if both has ever happened to you, which were you most likely to fall for? Was it the one where you said it's bad or it's a sin, or was it the one where you said it's 
not who I am. Just take a brief pause, think about this. Take a brief pause, think about it for let's say 10 20 seconds, and just come back. Alright, I'm guessing that you know you probably guessed the letter, the latter, which said this is not who I am, right? Because in my experiences, there are certain things that you when you come to meet me i just said no this is not who i am i don't subscribe to this and it comes from a place of self-identification with something or against something and not necessarily because i i of of yes there'll be a moral guide but when your identity is attached to a thing right your 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 convictions around that thing become stronger so you'd notice that there is a guidance in how to act in what to support in what to do in what not to do so for instance very popular not popular but very strange example is that i would never back and the reason why i would never back is because i know i am not i am a human being right i know i am a human being so i would never find myself backing for any reason but then again it came from a certain level of knowledge who i am so who i am i know i'm a human being so i know i must eat like a human being i cannot chew my mouth like a goat that eats grass right so i so there's a certain consciousness of who i am that guides how i act and and and, and the concept of identity guides you on different levels you on, on guides you on different levels it guides you on the moral level it guides you on you know how you act you know what you do and most importantly because the subject of today is the fact that you are looking for fulfillment right and you're looking for fulfillment through what you do or rather what you can describe as purpose your identity would also serve as a guide towards that towards that aspect and it's very important to know this what you identify as you're a slave basically to whatever your, your your identity is and like i explained earlier it's because you know you are this so you act according to it so basically you're acting within the confines of who you think you are or who you subscribe to be so that leaves me without saying that everybody on earth is a social being man is a social being right and what is means the implication of this basically is saying that man can be influenced in fact is very man is highly influenceable by his environment by a lot of things right but human beings we human beings right we can choose we, we, we cannot choose on our own to not be influenced but we can choose whatever influences us and whatever we choose that influences us we must you know either consciously or subconsciously we must place our identity in that thing on who or in whoever we choose to you know influence us so eventually we we have a choice on what to choose to identify with so that it can influence how we act but we cannot say that nothing is going to influence us because by design man is an influenceable being and so this would I mean just as I explained you're a slave to whatever you place your identity in this then create a need to be careful in what we place our identity in because what we place our identity in is going to inform of uh, inform us on what our purpose should be in life inform us on what you know we think our our goal that you know our source of fulfillment would be or whatever fulfills us would be right so we have to be careful 
right this is why it's very important to choose your identity because right because it's in whatever you choose your identity in that's the foundation for what, for which everything else is built think about it this way ben Carson. ben Carson is a doctor right uh, ben Carson has done a whole lot of brilliant stuff but before ben Carson becoming this brilliant doctor ben Carson had a goal you know he saw himself as a doctor while growing up saw himself as a doctor that was one of his identities right we have multiple identities but one of the identities was that he saw himself as a doctor and it's because he saw himself as a doctor that you know his life goal has been towards you know trans um, transforming you know medical practices the medical fields right i mean i mean in the 80s i think he was the first ever person to separate a siamese twins right that was part of what he wanted to achieve in life part of you know being able to see this twin that is supposed to be joined together but are separated all because of his dedication his hard work that would bring him some sort of at least some level of fulfillment at least that he was able to impact you know the lives of certain individuals same way when you think about a footballer a footballer only thinks about not only but mostly thinks about how he can you know bring some sort some, some, some level of fulfillment you know in his career you know through winning trophies through this through that but first of all it started from a mindset that saw himself as a footballer so he had things like football is my life this that this that um 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 I can do anything for football, right? And the, the and, and it, it just feels like whatever their pursuit is came based off on how they identified themselves, right? You see people who place their identity in money, right? And you see that there is nothing, you know, they wouldn't do for money. Have, have you met people who crave for wealth so much? They've created a picture, a mental picture of themselves being rich in future they, they've they've bought that identity so in that identity that they've bought they are all of their pursuits are targeted towards that imaginary life that they've created for themselves right and because of that it almost feels like whatever it consigns money they they look like completely different people people who are so obsessed you could almost call it greed but people who are so obsessed with about making money that when it comes to money it's like they don't really have friends and things like that right so they've created an idea and i didn't see in their mind of course there might be other factors right to cause them to behave the way that they behave but the the, the, the necessary information takeaway point is that they've created some sort of imaginary ideology in their head of who they should be or who they think that they are and you know because of this they it's like them any consequence when it comes to money because this is who i am so i really don't care about you when i'm trying to rank things on a higher scale right i know that this is what i should pursue right so it doesn't matter what the collateral damage is and there are people like that so it's very important you choose what you identify yourself as because it then determines your pursuit and it also determines what you're willing to sacrifice for your pursuit and it's very important to note this right it's very important to note this uh the fact that you have an identity and based off your, your identity you have certain things that you want to pursue and so you might think to yourself this is what i think would fulfill me because this is who i am but you can't really come to that conclusion 
And the reason why you can't come to that conclusion is simple. It's because you have never, you know, gotten to the end of life before. And what this means is that, imagine that you're trying to cook a goosey soup. You need advice. You need help. And you come and meet me and I tell you, do this, do that, do this, do that. And you're trying it out. And then you come and meet me and you ask me, have you ever cooked a goosey soup before? I said, no. You ask me, have you ever cooked before? I said, no. And then you just shout, ha. So how do you know that? What? How can I be sure that what you're telling me to do is the right thing? And I, I tell you, I'm not sure. I just feel like it is the right thing. You wouldn't be so convinced or confident in my solutions. I don't think you would. I don't think anybody would, right? But we must take the same approach towards life. I mean, in this example I just gave, if I had the experience, I had everything, and I was telling you, do this, do that, do this, do that, you'll be more confident. Why? Because I've told this line a couple of times. Even if I've told it at least once, you'll be willing to listen to me because I've been where you haven't been before. In the same manner, when it comes to purpose and what should fulfill us, it's not enough to run with the idea of what we think would fulfill us based off the identity that we've created. It's We must inquire to, you know, no, okay, people that have lived life before us, what did they say about, you know, how they went about life and how they eventually felt? What were their regrets? You know, things like that. We'd want to explore, we'd want to climb on the shoulders of those that have the experience so that we can have a greater advantage from which we begin, you know, our life journeys or from which we proceed in our life journeys, right? And so, same thing applies here. We'd want to study you know a couple of other people and know okay based on how these, these people live their lives and based on their reservations or based on their um, opinions i can then say okay maybe if i can create a picture based of who i am based of my estimation of who i am if i can create some sort of picture or some sort of guideline based of you know the guidelines that these other people created not necessarily doing exactly what they did but you know understanding the principles that, that they followed and based on these principles i create similar principles and i apply it in my own life how then can i enhance practically quick principles i mean based off on you know what you t- people's experiences right one thing i came to understand or one thing i came to discover was this simple fact uh fulfillment and this is it fulfillment does not come from the self-satisfaction or the pursuit of happiness fulfillment doesn't come from say for example you want to be happy so very basic example you try to do things to make you happy you go out you drink you dance you party things like that Right? Of course, those are moment, momentarily um, forms of you know, happiness or pleasure-seeking and things like that. But on the long run, they, they, they leave you emptier. If that's what you know, the entirety of your life is, they leave you emptier than you know, even initially. Right? For you to have that level of fulfillment, it must come from serving the greater good. Not serving yourself. Serving the greater good. Serving something greater than yourself. Right? 
think about it like you're just a human being you're just one person in this world and you have billions of other people and you ask yourself why should you matter well the reason why you should matter would be geared i mean not just the reason but part of the reason why you would matter would be geared towards what you can do in the service of other people how can you make other people's lives better think about it even from human perspectives, we really don't remember people who did stuff for themselves. When people die, we don't remember them for doing stuff for themselves. We remember people because of what they did for other people, right? Think about anybody you can think about in, in life. The Abraham Lincolns, the Martin Luther King Juniors, uh, the, um, Nelson Mandela's, Prince Jacob Opobo. Think about just anybody that you can think about that lived in history or that lived throughout history that the world celebrates, that the world still remembers today. Neither, none of them lived life for themselves. They lived life in service of the greater good. Mother Teresa, you can also include her. They lived life in the service of the greater good. They lived life in service of others and how they can contribute to the welfare, to the continuity of other people. And how they could make lives better for other people. You know, there's this um, billionaire, I think he was the richest billionaire some, sometime in the 50s or in the 60s. Uh, uh, he source of income I can't remember his name but his source of income was through oil uh, he's, he was so stingy to the, to, the, to the extent that he would refuse to give his money to the dry cleaners I kid you not I, they, they shot a movie about him I, I watched the movie that's how I got to know about him his grandchild was kidnapped they told him to bring about a million dollars this is someone that is a, or was a billionaire in dollars he said and his response was that if I had to pay money for every grandchild that is kidnapped then i would most likely run out of money that was his that was his response to the kidnappers right and you know the guy did a whole lot of uh, funny stuff just to try to mise money right and then i realized that nobody even really knows this man right and then it got me thinking this man lived for himself i mean he did good for himself he acquired wealth for himself but he was so stingy that not even his children or grandchildren could benefit from it and it got me thinking that Nobody probably even knows about this man because there's nothing to know him for. He did nothing in the service of humanity, right? So, the search for fulfillment, really, is the search to serve something bigger than ourselves. It's the search to, um, to serve a greater good, right? It, mustn't, it, it doesn't have to be through activism. It doesn't have to be through uh, being a doctor or saving lives or things like that. You know, you just have to know who you are. Have an idea of who, who you are and be right about who you are, please. Very important. We'll be talking about, you know, getting this right next week. Know who you are and use that and see how you can apply who you are towards the service of humanity, towards the service of the greater good. And it's also very important to know that we as human beings, even while we look to serve the greater good, there's something that we want. We want to make sure that whatever we are doing can live on after we are gone. We want to make sure that one, one very important characteristic of every human being is the need for immortality. And I explained, I've explained this for the past two weeks about how immortality is expressed in different forms, in how long we want to live, in the kind of identity that we have. We want our identities to be lasting. We want our blessings to be lasting. We want our kids to live long. Everything we have and we hold dear, we want it to live as long as possible. In the same way, the fulfillment that we create towards serving humanity and the and, and the material effect of what of, of or, or, or rather the product of our good works towards humanity. We want it to live forever. Think about what 
Martin Luther King Jr. did for the blacks, you know, all the protests and everything he did towards ensuring that, you know, the blacks had, you know, at least constitutional rights towards voting, towards um, uh, job opportunities and things like that. Think about the fact that if he could look down, you know, at the world there and see, okay, I mean, maybe black people do, don't have everything, but at least there's been massive progress. He would feel um, joyful, he would feel proud. But imagine that all his works died down, he wouldn't feel so happy. So it's important to know that whatever service that we decide to give to humanity, we would want that service to remain for as long as possible, to impact people for as long as possible. But then again, not all of us would get that chance, right? Because only few people's service can be remembered or can be impactful for a longer period of time. But maybe just what if we could impact the world in such a way whereby it, it counts and it matters, right? What would be the right approach or what would we have to do in order for us to have a long-lasting um, impact on humanity? You know, it's one thing to feel fulfilled, it's another thing to be fulfilled knowing that when you die, this thing you've done lives way longer than you, right? You know, there are levels to fulfillment. The fulfillment you get from taking a child to school is not the same as the fulfillment you get from saving the, a whole country from, let's say, a terrorist attack. It's different. The feeling is different. It's massive. So in the same way, the fulfillment you, you get from doing good, which is good, is different from the level of fulfillment you get knowing that the good you've done is going to live out for hundreds or thousands of years, right? So very important to note this, right? And we'll be talking about, you know, how are the ways you can leave such an impact in the world that speaks throughout the sands of time and things like that, you know, and just giving suggestions and and all and we'll be talking about this next week right so i'm really excited to see you next week where we um, speak about uh, the solution to man's needs in terms of you know um, immortality man's need for identity and man's need for fulfillment through purpose right we'll be talking about various solutions various long-lasting solutions and i can't wait to see you next week so just have a great day I'll see you next week. Bye. I hope you had an amazing time in this episode. Next week's episode promises to be another exciting event. My contact details are in the description of the podcast profile, just in case you need to reach out to me for any assistance whatsoever. See you next week.